0: Hey, 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 folks, welcome back. Jager Lice is our special guest on the podcast today. He is a new real estate entrepreneur zooming in from beautiful Edmonton, Alberta. And he's in the middle, he's in the midst, he's right in the guts of doing his first flip. So that's always exciting talking with people that are just getting started with real estate investing. So, Jager, you got to have about the the coolest first name I've ever heard in a long time. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here.
0: <laughs> Did I pronounce your last name properly?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, you bet.
0: All right. Beautiful. So, Jager, tell us a little bit about your real estate investing journey so far. And I understand you're in the middle of your first deal, but where was it or how was it that you got sparked about real estate in the first place? What got you
1: going? Yeah, so really it was... um Robert Kiyosaki, um, one day I was just kind of watching some YouTube videos and ended up stumbling across some of his stuff and yeah, instantly it kind of just clicked with me. So, um, kind of just kept trying to do more research on that and ended up finding out some Facebook groups around Alberta and stuff. Um, tried mostly finding Canadian stuff because most of the stuff applies to, uh, U S like bigger yeah. pockets and stuff like that. Yeah. I ended up finding some groups around uh, Edmonton here, and uh, yeah, we decided to actually end up moving up here because that's where the opportunity was for us right now. So we just actually ended up moving beginning of the month here. So,
0: hey, well, congratulations! Yeah. So, first of all, who's we, and where did you move from?
1: Uh, me and my fiance Holly, we moved here from uh, Red Deer, Alberta, okay. uh, to Edmonton. So,
0: all right, so not that big of a move, but yeah, it's it's significant and and. You stumbled across Robert Kiyosaki online. So that's interesting, Jagger, because so many people got inspired to get started in real estate investing by reading that purple book way back in the day in the first place. You found him online listen to the podcast. Have you read the book as well, or, or just listen to his stuff primarily?
1: Oh uh, yeah. I'm actually in the middle of, um, cashflow quadrant right now. Okay. Yeah. That's I a, haven't got my hands on uh, rich dad, poor dad yet, but I do plan on reading that one too.
0: Oh, well, geez, if you get through cashflow quadrant, you've, you've, you've got it. I mean, that's, <laughs> rich dad, poor dad's a very quick, easy read. You can get through that in a, in a you know good day. No problem. Cash flow Quadrant, that's a little bit more intense, that's for sure. Right. So, yeah, if you, you get that, you could probably skip Rich Dad. But it's a good read, though. I, I highly recommend it. Okay, so you and Holly kind of, did she, was she on board from day one or was she kind of um, not so much?
1: She was never opposed to it. She just didn't quite actually understand what I was doing or anything like that. Um, and yeah, we actually ended up going to a uh, fix and flip tour in Edmonton here. Yeah. Um, and then ever since that, it kind of really clicked for her. And then, yeah. um, yeah, we kind of just made the decision over a few days that we need to move. Cause that's where the opportunity is for us. And yeah, we just did it. Just All right. In.
0: Perfect. So tell, walk me through how you found this first deal. What, you, what kind of property it is, what you're doing with it, what you've been learning along the way so far.
1: Yeah. So this one we found on the MLS, it was a foreclosure on a townhouse. Uh Um, so we bought that would have been end of June there or no beginning of June. Sorry. And, uh, yeah, we just got possession on the second. Um, so we pretty much done all the demo right now. actually ended up uh, cutting myself on a tile right down to the tendon. Um, they put me in this funny little hand splint, but anyway, um, yeah, that's kind of the, one of the big hurdles that we hit on the way. Uh, Sly, but, slicing your
0: hand off, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah for incredible. sure.
1: <laughs> Other than that, though, honestly, it's been pretty smooth sailing. We partnered up with uh, somebody who's been doing quite a few of them uh, this year already so far. Okay, so but, so
0: walk me through that, Jagger. I'm always curious about that. How people join forces and do joint ventures, whether that's bringing on a a capital partner, bringing on a worker working partner, being the working partner. How how are you guys structuring this first deal?
1: Uh, so we're bringing the rental funds mm-hmm. and he was to bring the mortgage and the expertise pretty much. So he, um, he helped,
0: he helped qualify for the, the financing. What about the down payment? Did he put up the down payment or. Uh, where, he put where, the
1: deposit down and then we, uh, we ended up working up the down payment, but okay. Um, right. So yeah, it's set up that way. And then he's just kind of more of a teacher for us on this one, just yeah. because it is our first one as well. But.
0: You know what? That's really a good plan, Jagger. I, I always recommend that to people if they're getting into a new strategy is to pay to play, find somebody who's already doing what you want to do, partner up with them, bring if bring the capital or expertise to the table and and do some sort of an, an equity split that way because there's no faster way to learn you can read all the books, watch all the videos, do all that kind of stuff but now that you're you're in it uh, it's it's a whole different ball game I would imagine. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So besides slicing yourself a little bit there and I hope you get better soon, what what else have you learned through the process so far?
1: Um a lot of it has been the process, so certain things obviously need to happen at certain points. Um so just getting contractors in there, and getting quotes done, painters, drywallers and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like I said, so far, it's been pretty smooth sailing. Uh, we have a contractor in there right now. He's putting up, uh, finishing the basin right now. He just finished with the drywall work. So.
0: Yeah, very good. So rem- walk me through the timeline for this. So when did you first see the deal on the MLS?
1: Uh, that would have been second week of July or uh, first week Jul- of July. Or sorry, um, May, first week of May
0: first week of may all right so yep. may of, of 2023 right now as we're recording this we're the 21st of june all right so that was pretty recent you saw uh second week of may and you closed on it the second of june is that correct
1: yeah you bet it was a foreclosure so we didn't have too much time um for conditions or anything well no conditions but yeah um yeah and how much
0: what's your best guess on what it's going to cost to uh renovate the place
1: uh, it's going to be about 40000 for renovations.
0: Okay. And you're going to be doing some of the work yourself, or are you trying to contract out most of it?
1: Yeah, we're going to do some of it, definitely. Like I said, we did most of the demo, and then we'll be doing flooring and some of the smaller stuff like that. But as far as um, painting and patching the walls and everything, we're just going to get that contracted out just because it's something that somebody's going to notice as soon as they walk in, right? So yeah, get somebody in there who knows what they're doing.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's a combination of sweat equity and hiring the experts and what's your best guess on how long it's going to take you to turn it around?
1: Um, right now we're hoping on two months for, um, for renos. So we should be ready to go hit the market by early August there.
0: Okay. Very good. So that's good. You'll be hitting the market in summertime. Good time to be selling. And what do you, what are you hoping that the profit will be by the time the, uh, the, the smoke clears on this deal.
1: As it stands right now, we're looking for about 20,000. Um, that's on our low side for our, uh, for our sale. So mm-hmm. we always like to budget a little low and then, uh, hope for better than that. But
0: that's right. The, the rest would be a little bonus for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So is that, are you going to be with this particular deal? Or are you doing kind of a 50, 50 split with your investor partner? Or yeah, how are you, you guys structure that? Yeah. That's simple. That's a lot simpler to do it that way, isn't
1: it? Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're getting going with this. What are your plans moving ahead, Jager? you want to keep doing flips or what are you, what are you looking to do down the road? Yeah.
1: Route? So for the meantime, we'll be uh, focusing mostly on flips. Um me and the, uh, fiance aren't working right now. So this is our full-time job. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're planning to do another two flips in the next two or three months here. Uh, we just put an offer in on one, uh, this week and we're just waiting to hear back from it. So.
0: Okay. Well, very good. So the, if you get this one under that you've got under contract going, how are you going to finance that if both of you are now, unemployed. Are you going to do this with your partner or find somebody else or what, what are your plans?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be using partners. Um, so right now I'm already in talks with some, uh, private lenders just for the mortgage. And then we'll be looking for partners for, uh, bring the rental funds.
0: Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And what are your goals for the next year or two,
1: Jagger? Uh, next year or two, probably plan on doing quite a few more flips. Uh, we don't have quite a number set yet, but We'll see how these two turn out and then uh, we'll keep going from there. We'd like to start getting into some rentals as well. Kind of mm. start planning ahead for the future as, as well as the short term. Mm-hmm. So that's our that's our plan for now.
0: So what were you doing for work, if you don't mind me asking, before you got into being a flipper?
1: I was a mechanic, an automotive mechanic for five years. And um, I always knew that it wasn't going to be something I was going to do forever, mm-hmm. but Kind of talking with my dad growing up, it was get a ticket and then you can decide what you want to do from there. So that's what I did and served served me well for the time that I was doing it, but it's just um, not what I'm looking it's, for. It's not,
0: it's not what you want to be doing. No. Hey man, you know what? I grew up a uh, small town myself, Port St. John, actually. So okay. I'm definitely familiar with Edmonton. That was the big city for us. and And I'm definitely familiar with that mentality, get a trade, get a ticket, get that good high hourly wage type job and, uh, and, the world's your oyster. That's how a lot of people think, but yeah, if, if you're, if you're not cut out for that, or if you don't enjoy that, it's just pulling teeth showing up at work every day after a while. How about Holly? What was, what was she up to before?
1: Uh, she was a VTA. So vet tech assistant. She went to uh, college in Olds, Alberta. I don't know if you know where that is, but I do. Yeah, uh, yeah. She took that program, and then she worked in that for a few years. She's had so many jobs; like she's social butterfly. She can do anything. So nice. She's uh, yeah. She's not too picky either. So she's been in a lot of different things. And yeah, we just decided to jump in on this. And well, hey, you know
0: what? You got you got youth on your side. What the hell? Go for it! Like if you don't have a lot of things holding you down right now that that makes a lot of sense and it's interesting you say that uh, she was a vet's assistant I remember <laughs> years ago my daughter um, was graduating high school it was like okay what am I going to do right and her mom was really pushing her towards going to to university to going to college so we went to that whatever you know that drop-in thing at that the local university career day, day or figure out what you want to major in. And she said, well, maybe I might want to do this vet tech thing like, like Holly did. Right. So well, that's great. So I, we were talking about it, looking at all the brochures, all that kind of stuff. And then I asked the, the lady who was there, I said, okay, well, so this is a two year program or three year program. I can't remember what it was anymore. It was, it was going to cost quite a bit of money to put my daughter through that course. And I, and I asked the lady, okay, well, is there a lot of demand for this kind of work? She says, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of demand for this kind of work. Okay, great. Uh, how's the pay? Oh, the pay is really bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And when we, when we looked at it, you know, the average salary at that time was $2 an hour above minimum wage. And it was like, why the hell would you spend two years, go to school getting in debt you know, paying all that money to, to get a job that's half a notch above minimum wage. So as I said, guess what kid you're not taking <laughs> this course, there's no way, no way in hell, but anyhow, uh, that took me off track, but that brought back memories. for <laughs> me, sir. So that, that is good. What, so you guys are doing this first flip together. How have you and, and Holly kind of divvied things up as far as who does what, what, what strengths each other have, or or are you still figuring that out at the moment, Jager?
1: Yeah, so right now we are still figuring that out. We can definitely see who's more um
0: the social butterfly. I, e- I heard exactly, that already. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, as far as that goes though, she's kind of more on the bookkeeping side for now. Uh yeah, she loves right. to get in there, don't get her hands dirty, tear tiles off, carpet, whatever. But uh yeah, she's kind of more the back end, and then I'm kind of more um one going out finding the partners and stuff like that. So
0: oh, interesting, but she is. She's very social, yeah. so she has no problem talking to people. Okay, so let's, let's talk about that a little bit, because that's kind of our specialty, the whole finding partners kind of thing. So what is, what is your plan? What is your process for raising private capital?
1: Right now, it's just meeting as many people as you can. Like, that's the thing, two, three people a day, and you'll find somebody who wants to either lend or wants to maybe get into a property but doesn't know how. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where we came from too. We wanted to get in, weren't really sure how didn't want to lose money too, which is the thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we ended up finding somebody who is, yep, just bring the funds and we can get that done and I'll show you the ropes and then you guys can go off on your own.
0: So that's what you're trying to find is somebody who's looking to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. So meet two or three people a day. What are you doing to make that happen? How, how, who are these people? Where are you meeting them? How are you starting up the conversation? What are you doing to follow up with folks? Walk me through it. Uh, it's that. mostly
1: mostly like Facebook. So joining Facebook groups, uh, investor groups, real estate groups, anything like that. And then just messaging as many people as you can. And it's just getting your name out there, getting comfortable, meeting people. And especially with me, i being a mechanic. I was always in the back. So I didn't really meet a ton of people. Yeah. But uh, now going forward, yeah, it's just networking as much as you can and getting yourself out there. Okay.
0: Very good. So are these, most of these groups, these are other real estate investors in the group. Is is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, what was I going to ask you about that? And are you guys kind of documenting this flip on social media, showing people what you're doing, doing the before pictures, the, you know, showing people your sliced fingers, you know, this kind of, are you doing that kind of stuff on social media?
1: Yeah. You bet. Every day we try to get in there and take some pictures, kind of just yeah. document the, the progress of it, keep people updated with it. And Good. So what platforms are you guys on? Uh, Facebook and Instagram. Okay.
0: Are you doing video stuff as well?
1: Uh, yeah. Starting to do a few more videos. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. Are you open to some tips and ideas, Jager? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. So keep doing what you're doing, especially with the the documenting things. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the whole DM thing on on Facebook and whatnot, although it can work. But here's a challenge I'm I'm seeing some people coming across is especially if you're just focused on real estate investor groups, is that there are a ton of people in there doing the exact same thing, right? So there's there's lots of investor groups out there. And it seems like everybody's trying to find private lenders and, and raise capital. So it, it kind of becomes a little bit circular or incestuous, if you will. Right. Um, what I would, and, and if it's working for you, keep doing it, right? But what you might do in addition to that is really you and Holly kind of sit down the two of you and create a list of people that you already have a connection with, right? So if you, so what we do with our clients, for example, and you guys can easily do this, is you both take your cell phones and chances are you got a bunch of contacts in here, export all of your contacts from your cell phone, get it into an Excel spreadsheet. Don't worry about it just yet, just do a data dump. Get all your Facebook friends, your Instagram followers, all that kind of stuff, export them, get them into that spreadsheet, go into your email accounts, export, if you have email accounts, if you're using email, export all of your contacts from email account. And basically, and and kind of think outside the box as well. So you've got your, your contacts, but where you might really tap into are your parents' contacts and Holly's parents' contacts like that. Right. People that are a little bit older than you guys are, have home equity, have some money, you know, that sort yeah, of for thing.
1: Sure.
0: Kind of tap into that. So here's the first step. Do a data dump, get all of those connections into the spreadsheet, sift, sort, deduplicate that whole thing, tidy it up a little bit. And then here's the trick. Go through that and just say, you know, look for, hey, do I know this person? Do I have a legitimate connection with this person? Like if I bumped into this person on the street, would they know me? Would I know them? The answer is yes, keep them. If you don't have any idea who the person is, delete. So it's keep, keep, delete, 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 (laughs) keep, delete, 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 keep. Whittle it down so that between the two of you, you have a list of, I would shoot for about 400 people. 400 people, okay? And then in addition to what you're doing on the social media stuff, create a database of those 400 people ideally with their names and their email addresses and set that up in MailChimp or some sort of an email autoresponder type system and then start communicating with them about what you're doing as well, okay? Okay. And then instead of having to DM a gazillion people every day, onesie, twosie type thing, what you can do there is you can set up something like a, a regular newsletter, so once a month, you're sending out a little newsletter that updates everybody, pictures of the deal, what's going on there, all that kind of stuff. The stuff that you're featuring on social media, grab some of that, put it in your newsletter. Don't make it all about real estate. Talk a little bit about what you and Holly are doing, You know what the plans are for the wedding. You guys are engaged. So those right. kind of things too. So bring some personality in there, not all business. And then just a little bit of education about real estate, updates on what you guys are up to and a very soft call to action. Hey, if you're interested in finding out more, book a call, book a call, book a call. All right, so you can start with that. Um, I know n- a number of people who've started doing something like that, even with just a monthly newsletter, and they've raised significant capital from that. If you want to get fancy pants, then you can start adding on video logs, blog posts, et cetera, et cetera. But start with, with something like that. And what I found, Jagger, is if we tap into our existing connections first, like that that group of four hundred people, yep chances are there's somewhere between one and two million dollars worth of capital available to you there. We just have to shake the tree and get it right, yep. that makes sense.
1: yep,
0: all right, my friend. hey, if people want to connect with you and find out more, where should they go?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, you can just go to Facebook and type in my name Jagger Lee's, and there and then i don't think
0: i don't think there's very many of you
1: no no And then instagram i'm uh the jags 14 so very good all right jagger
0: well thanks for jumping on the show all the best congratulations for the action you and holly are taking and keep up the good work thanks dave all right everybody take care we'll talk to you on the next episode